The Sunday Grill with Orla Rappel on Beat 102-103. My first guest this morning has had a busy couple of weeks telling people about the challenges she and her guide dog face on a day-to-day basis. Sarah McGovern is from Dunmore East in County Washford and she and her guide dog Mossy join me in studio this morning. You're very welcome. Hi, it's lovely to be here. Thank you for coming in and thank you Mossy for coming in as well. Mossy is a very good boy, isn't he? He is very good. He yeah. is. He is just making his way underneath the desk at the moment of the studio, but we're okay with that. But Sarah, tell me just a little bit about the fact that Mossy has a harness on now. So there's going to be no Orla hugs for, for Mossy. Uh, yeah. So when Mossy's got his harness and handle on, uh, that indicates that he's working. And uh, so he has to concentrate um, and uh, basically work for me. Uh, so uh, he, he can't have pets or cuddles from pretty much anyone uh-huh. uh, except me when he's working um, because that will distract him. And um, so, yeah, he, he, he when he's got the harness and the handle on, okay. he can't be petted. And how does that go with people? Do people mostly realise that? Uh, some do, some don't. Um, it's it's kind of a, a mixed bag. Some people will come up to me and say, oh, your dog is gorgeous, you know, um, but I, I know I can't pet him. Uh, so, you know, th- those people, you know, are just complimenting the dog and that's lovely. And then you have the people who will come up to you and go, oh, your dog is gorgeous. I know I can't pet him, but um, can I anyway? <laughs> um, and I'm <laughs> kind of like, well, <laughs> all you're doing in that particular instance is making me feel terrible <laughs> for saying, um, no, I can't pet him. Uh, you can't pet him. But uh, so, and then and then. Uh, there'd be the kind of uh, occasional times when I'd be out walking uh, and I'd be clearly going somewhere with Mossy mm. and then you'll just have these people that just as they're walking past just stick their hand out and rub them on the head and that is terribly distracting for him. So And that's the problem, it will distract him, is it? Yeah, it'll distract him uh, when he's working. Uh, it, it doesn't too much for him nowadays. He's kind of used to it and he's, you know, he's he's very much aware um, like I would say if I'm sitting down somewhere and he and someone comes up to him and starts petting him when he's on harness, he knows himself at this stage um, that he shouldn't be getting pets. And he kind of looks at me and gets kind of uncomfortable. So he himself doesn't actually enjoy getting petted so much when he is working um, because he knows he shouldn't be getting mm. petted. Um, so he... But in general, just for guide dogs in general, it is quite distracting um, and it goes against their training. Okay. Uh, so because then they'd be looking for pets instead mm-hmm. of working for, for me, you know, so. Um, and what happens when the harness comes off? Is it like all 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 bets are off? Oh, then? yeah. When the harness comes off. Well, he, he'll still obey commands. He's very, he's just a very well-trained Mm. normal dog when he's off harness like he has his normal commands of you know sit and stay and he'll do that probably better than you know most mm. dogs um but uh yeah he's a he's a he's a normal dog he'll he'll go get his teddies and you know the occasional sock uh <laughs> that he's not supposed to get and he'll run around the garden you know he he loves you know playing with me and my family and yeah. friends and, and is he the family dog or have you another dog in your family um so my sister has two little dogs. Okay. They're Cavalier cross poodles, uh-huh. though. So they're very small little dogs. Uh-huh. Um, and they were there a lot before him. Okay. Um, they're quite a bit <laughs> older. They're about 13. And Mossy is seven. And Mossy is seven, yeah. And are they his pals, the two Cavalier crosses? Um, They... 
The answer is they, no. They don't. Well, <laughs> they don't mind each other. Okay. Um, he just he when when they all get excited and the little dogs are playing with each other. Um, he 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 kind of wants to join in. Uh-huh. Um, but he's a lot bigger and they're a lot older and they don't really like playing with him. Mm. Uh, he doesn't play fair and he sometimes takes their teddies. Oh, so, um, <laughs> But, um, yeah, and then there's 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 generally a bit of, um you know, competition. If, you know, if, if we're ru- rubbing one of the dogs, mm. you'll often get the other two coming over, you know, to get pets and stuff. But, uh, yeah. So no, he's a regular dog once that Yeah, pretty much. But, okay, yeah. good to hear. <laughs> So tell us a little bit about you, Sarah, and why you decided to, because you've been all, you've been talking to lots of different organisations about the challenges you face as a guide dog user. Why did you decide to do this? Um, so uh, I've, I've kind of decided, I, I graduated college uh, there a couple of weeks ago and I have always kind of advocated for myself. I've always had to. Uh, and my mum advocated for me when I was a, when I was, a young child because I was I was born um, they thought I was born completely blind actually mm. but it turned out I had a bit of vision which okay. is great but um, ever since my diagnosis really um, there have been various challenges uh, getting me a cane when I was very young getting me a visiting teacher when I was in school you know all these different things and then getting exam papers and stuff when I was in secondary school so there was always you know one thing or another or another mm. to, to kind of um fight for I suppose uh, for for me um, to allow me to be you know equal to all my sisters and everything mm-hmm. I, I'd gotten Mossy in fifth year of secondary school okay. um, so I with regard to the guide dogs and stuff mm. I'd kind of uh, gotten more involved with guide dog advocacy and stuff um, but when I went to college and I got exposed to the wider public I realised a lot more where all the discrimination and stuff was stemming from and it was the general you know, lack of education and, mm. you know, uh, policy issues. Lack of knowledge. And, uh, yeah. Mm. Just, I was always kind of reluctant to go fully into mm. into advocacy. But now that I'm done college and I look at statistics of, like, the guide dogs, one that they're using, and this particular one is, um you know, 83% of guide dog owners have experienced, you know, discrimination mm. and getting into um, buildings and things. And, you know, uh, I absolutely, I'm I'm amazed it's not more than 83%, to be honest. Because obviously Um, you've had a lot of experience of that as well. Yeah. And when it comes to that sort of experience, is there a difference from being in your hometown um, versus being in Dublin city centre and in Trinity where you went to? To be honest, it's it's been both um, because I'm from Waterford. So it was actually kind of bizarre because... I, after the pandemic, I had kind of forgotten a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also, I also gone to Canada for six months. I did a, an exchange in Canada for six months and it was fantastic. They were so, guide dogs were just so normal over there. I found the experience fantastic. Mm. So when I came back and I hadn't been in Waterford city centre in years, I'd say, even mm. though that was my hometown. Um, and I was out with my friends and we were just going into... Um, a shop in the city centre and a security guard came up to me and was like sorry you can't go in and I I, I was just kind of I was shocked a little bit because it, it was just I was just kind of taken aback a bit because I'd forgotten that this was a thing and uh, he was like yeah sorry you can't go in and I was like oh no um, I was like he's a he's a guide dog It's and you know they're allowed in 
everywhere. And the manager had to come over and go, oh, no, 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 uh, it's it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. The, the, the experience actually that got me involved in this particular campaign happened in a hospital and I was refused entry into the hospital uh, initially. And then the... Um, the manager had to get involved in that case as well. They had to, the security guard had to call the manager. And um, the the big issue with that particular instance was that the manager, the security guard mm-hmm. uh, and the manager never actually talked to me. They 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 actually talked to my mom who was with me at the okay. time. And is that something you experienced that they talked to the person with you rather than you? Yes. Okay. Um, How irritating. Oh, that's, that's the most irritating. I mm. actually... I would say at this stage, I don't mind. Well, I do mind, but I don't particularly mind ground staff, you know, saying, oh, you know, I'll have to check with my manager if dogs are allowed in here because, say, people wouldn't um, mm, necessarily be aware. Mm. And, you know, that's something that companies need to address. But so that's not the biggest issue for me. But the thing is, and in, in both Dublin and Waterford, very recently, I've had experiences where people will come up to my mom or my sisters or my friends and talk to them and address them and about you about me that is that is one of the most frustrating things for me I can just imagine so the fact I I find it kind of bizarre that people don't know that guide dogs aren't allowed into shops but here we are talking about that now and raising some awareness that like what is the legislation that they're allowed into any shop they are your companion yes yeah uh they're allowed into any shop premises healthcare setting mm-hmm. um pretty much um the only particular exceptions i think are you know zoos where there's animals of course. and i think taxis that have a registered certificate of mm-hmm. a dog allergy okay. can refuse but no other taxis or premises or can can refuse so okay. you know normal supermarkets know. restaurants mm-hmm. retail facilities normal places that I would go mm. basically mm. Um, transport anything like that but the next thing is that people need to speak to you or any other guide dog user they need to speak to you and not to someone who is with them. I, I, I presume they're presuming that's your companion or something like that. Is that what you think is happening? Or um, or am I just being kind? To be honest, um, this is going to sound really bad, but um, people tend to underestimate me quite a bit mm. in terms of, um, I don't know, my... It's it's not even a level of education because it's just common decency to address mm. a person. Um, but I find it, it, it generally happens with, with people. I find, say, friends of mine who have disabilities or um, things, people tend to, you know, talk over them or talk around them. Mm. Like, um, Do you feel stereotyped? Oh, for sure. Um, there's so many blind and visual impaired stereotypes. Yeah, um, like you can't walk up the stairs. Um, that's a huge one. Uh, so people, people, uh, like the majority of people I meet actually assume that I can't walk up the stairs. Um, and I'm like, I, in the house that I grew up in, my bedroom was on the second yeah. floor. Like, um, but it's 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 that's a huge thing. It's uh, people assume I can't go up the stairs. Um, it's just I I would always say. I can never assume anything about another visually impaired person. And so sighted people who, you know, wouldn't have any experience of what it's like to have a visual impairment, you know, can't really assume anything. 
I would much prefer that people ask and, you know, make me feel comfortable um, rather than assuming and kind of, you know, putting me into a stereotype, Mm -hmm. you know? Exactly. Okay, well, we'll, uh, thanks so much for coming in this morning and telling us about your experience as a guide dog user. Will we send people to Mossy's Instagram page because you are raising funds for Irish um, guide dogs and you'll find a link there on Mossy's Instagram, which is Mossy Moments. Is that right? Yes. Uh, So it's Mossy.Moments. And we use that page to, uh, you know, just follow Mossy on his journey, but also to raise awareness for the guide dogs and uh, the great work that he does. And when you graduated there a few weeks ago, Mossy also has a great ga- graduation cap on there. So even to see Mossy graduating from Trinity alone is worth, worth yeah, the Instagram Yeah, that was account. thanks to my mum. My mum sewed all that. Uh, she's fantastic. Um, but yeah, so Mossy graduated with me and yeah, you can... So you Mossy can... has a degree in what now? <laughs> Law and political wow. science. <laughs> Wow. Well done, Mossy. <laughs> and Sarah, congratulations as well for graduating from Trinity. And Thank thanks you. for coming in and telling us about your experiences this morning. Thank you. The Sunday Grill with Orla Rappel on Beat 102-103. And TikTok top trends have been revealed for 2023 and it's going to bring up a whole load of memories this year, even if you go nowhere near TikTok. And I'm someone who had to delete TikTok from my phone because I was wasting so many hours on it. And still those trends have filtered into my brain and onto the other social media apps that I... So sad. Mm. We did this on breakfast, was it Thursday during the week? We just uh, had a little bit chat about it. And I went into my screen time on my phone just to see what my daily average on TikTok is. What do you think? Just on TikTok alone. Daily. Daily. Two hours. Two hours, yeah. Wow. It was one fifty. That's a lot. That's a lot of TikTok. That's a lot. I do love it though. It. I, I do. Know. And I was one of those people I never downloaded. Then COVID happened, lockdown happened. Mm-hmm. It was the do thing. And, and you I know just what? If, what else would you be doing with those two hours other than playing your bass guitar and recording yourself? Exactly, yeah. So there you go. <laughs> that is Killian from Beat Throwbacks and Beat Breakfast producer extraordinaire. And as he said, he was talking about some of the favourite TikTok trends for 2023 on Beat Breakfast on Thursday. I've asked him to come in and tell us more about it. And that's why he is here. Um, really some standout moments on TikTok that filtered into everyday life. Like I found myself asking men, did they think about the Roman Empire a lot? And the resounding answer was yes, bizarrely. So, you know, some really like the girl math, stuff like that. Girl math was massive. We had Megan in talking about the red nail theory. Yeah. There's another one. Wouldn't you love to be the person who instigates a TikTok trend? Yeah. That would be one of my Well, I went viral this year on TikTok. You it did. wasn't me. It was a video of something, but it was my own footage, which was great. And what but was I'll get, I'll get to allowed? that in a moment. Okay, oh, okay. no, we will. But uh, I want to chat about the Wes Anderson. Um, okay. That was on an article by the Daily Mail. It was rated the biggest TikTok trend. For me, wasn't for me. Didn't like it. They had this little kind of sound and it was basically people um, using that kind of Wes Anderson style kind of directory in their everyday lives. Yeah. It was someone walking to a bus like uh-huh. a baby and then they had this stupid music behind it which Here's I music. didn't like it. I, uh, this really, really just screams Wes Anderson to me. Yeah. So yeah, it was a cinematic trend. It earned 2.6 billion views on TikTok alone with the hashtag Wes Anderson. Wow. Um, number two was, of course, the Roman Empire, as women just found out that men think about the Roman and Empire And is that a true statement? Yeah, I would say just mad, like, that's what happened, like, the Roman Empire, do you know? What? But I wouldn't think about it every day. Explain but that I better. Did. Like, it's just mad how we got here. 
you know, how are we talking through microphones on a Sunday morning and how, like, you know, <laughs> you know, Carol in her kitchen is listening. You and know. you brought that all the way back to the Roman Empire. Well, yeah, I had to start somewhere. Okay. And that was the Roman Empire, the start of civilization. you know. All right. I would bring that more back to a man from Rosslare um, called Marconi. <laughs> Mm. Uh, but yeah that was it and um, all the celebs of course and big brands got in on the trend because once something's trending you have to jump on it to get the views and to get your exposure out there so Max Verstappen was walking into a Grand Prix and he was just hit with the question by the social media team of Red Bull it is kind of hard to hear but here he is Uh, luckily not anymore because uh, the only time I was thinking about that was for school thank you (laughs) <laughs> now he's uh, obviously unsettling the curve by saying he doesn't think about the room yeah, and then um, I think he's just Max is so straightforward I say. Yes. a lot of people are just saying it but like I would I don't think about it every day but like mm-hmm. I, you would think about like life in general and it's like mad anyway a couple of other standout ones were um, beige flags so you had kind of tell red me about flags. this one I don't know this one at all so um, a lot of filters go okay. on TikTok so it was kind of these are your beige flags so you would like have the camera at your face and then mm-hmm. three flags would pop up and they slowly reveal one two and three and mm. you get your beige flags but okay. for anyone that knows like red flags is a big thing in 2022 and 21 mm-hmm. and green flags beige flag is kind of sitting in the middle so like Say for me, my base flag is I'm obsessed with Formula One. Okay. It's not really a deal breaker for a girl that I'm obsessed with Formula One, but it is uh, a bit much. Okay. Do you know, yeah. like being so smelly, like red flag. Red flag yeah. You know, oh, but yeah, this being is kind of, smelly, massively red. Do you know, kind of way, um, as you said, girl math was a big thing, um, yeah. which I didn't get, and that was an insight for me. That was kind of like the Roman Empire for women. Okay. Yeah. Um, girl was math good. was a great uh, one The for girl me. dinner really and stuff, yeah. um, girl summer. And then another one where you kind of had to pay to be part of this trend was the yearbook trend. So basically, what it was, it was kind of like an AI tool app that you would uh-huh. download and you would take or take selfies if you wanted or get a couple of photos of yourself yeah, put them ca- into this app yeah, and then it would generate kind of like a 90s style high school kind of photo album you and grunge or if you were a and geek and this really came over to the celebs that I was following on Instagram yeah um, it, it kind of smacked to Snapchat remember the time when you mightn't necessarily use Snapchat and then all these trends would come over to Instagram so you find yourself downloading yeah. Snapchat so that you can use this yeah it's kind of well. like anything that's on TikTok is on Reels but yeah. um, it was a uh, massive for Charlie XCX um, whose song Fastlane went viral because of it okay That was it. Go. And then you just have all the different photos on it. Um, elsewhere was the song about the fish. Did you hear the song about the fish? No, no. Which is two girls with a guitar that just sat down and wrote a song oh, about okay. a fish. Let's have a listen. Yeah, and I tell you who's obsessed with that: Megan O'Regan Byrne from the Takeover and Jade on News. And I've got a. This is Jade back when this was trending, okay. just sending me voice notes of her singing it. Let's hear. If I were a fish and you caught me, you'd say, "Look at that fish, heaviest in the sea." You'd win first prize if you caught me. Aww. And to the well point done, where Jade. they made me learn it on guitar so we could all sing along Aww, in our and kitchen. Are, is that it? There's no more to that song? No, no more. They released a proper version on Spotify. Um, and yeah, that was it. Kind of for charity kind of thing. It was just two girls. Um, but that was kind of the year in TikTok. What was on your few page a lot? 
Um, definitely the Wes Anderson, definitely the Roman Empire, the yearbook, and then the aged filter as yes, well. Yes, the aged filter. Yeah, which, about that one. which kind of comes and goes. It was around a few years ago. Yeah, as well. it was kind of a Snapchat kind of a filter. But yeah, these I things, remember doing it years ago and being really horrified. It's by kind of myself. when celebs use it, and it's not like, oh, I want yeah. to use it now to see how I look it's in like twenty seventeen. Verstappen doing the Roman Empire. Yeah. like who else have you seen doing the Wes Andersons, for example? And I didn't get that at all. Yeah, I but, didn't um, get that either. Mine was mainly the. A lot of trends right now is Grand Theft Auto Six because of the new trailer, and it's kind of it's niche. And what do you mean by that? That it's the as trend in like I kind of Every, everywhere you look, someone's talking about Grand, Grand Theft Auto, Auto or 6. like memes and stuff. Okay. Formula One is a big thing, so any kind of uh, things I'm into. Harry Styles for a while when the Love on Tour was oh, yeah. um, happening, he was, he was everywhere to me constantly, spitting yeah. water on people, mm-hmm. doing his whole hair mm-hmm. flick. Taylor Swift a lot, Beyonce yeah. was there a lot, and then the main man I think on everyone's TikTok was Matty Healy because he was just he. Got got social media so well and used it as a marketing tool so much so that um, in one stage of a concert someone threw up some cigarettes at him and he said he didn't like them they were menthols and he has like a thing in a song where he can do an auto tune and he used this moment to do this and this is what happened (laughs) so that went viral on TikTok and then at gigs for the whole tour, people started throwing random stuff up at him, oranges <laughs> stuff, and he would do the kind of, I'm not doing it, I'm not doing Don't Like Menthols. So is he the reason that people were throwing really weird stuff during the summer then? Remember, <laughs> Pink was throwing someone's ashes, um, ashes and, and debris. But um, I went to see the Dublin gig, and I was like, I know it's coming, someone's going to throw something up. So someone threw up a Kinder Bueno at him. Oh! And this is what happened. <laughs> Really, what? <laughs> what did he say? Don't like Bueno. It was like, I can't make it work, and I said it. So I had the phone out. I was like, I knew this. I was straight home with the gig. I was and this like, is what went viral for you? Yeah, got nearly a million views did and a load of likes. It did. I was all like, oh, look at those stats and figures. But it's terrible, isn't it? That we're yeah. like living through our phones, and I'm oh, like, yeah. oh, I want that. Like, it's I a knew. whole conversation. But anyway, New Year as well. Anyway. But look, TikTok. It's not going to be gone anytime soon. No, it's going it to grow and grow and grow. Going nowhere and it's really infiltrating into our culture and what we watch and what we listen to. And they are just some of the TikTok trends of 2023. Yeah. It is phenomenal to hear the or even see the billions and billions. The age filter, for example, got 24.6 million creations, whereas Date Bark got 24.5 billion views. It's crazy. crazy. I can just say, for the music industry, it's absolutely brilliant as mm. well. Like for our own Chase and Abby, mm-hmm. Oh My Johnny blew mm. up on TikTok. Yeah. They had it on SoundCloud, hadn't it released, and was that like, here's a song, and then bang. So it's just, as a marketing tool, it's just absolutely incredible. Brilliant. I'm really passionate about it, aren't I? That is Killian <laughs> from Beat Breakfast and Beat Throwbacks, and he is quite the hero. Him and his band played at the Christmas party on Friday night for here at the Broadcast Centre. He has come in today to talk to us about TikTok trends and he is back on Beat Breakfast from 7am tomorrow. To going out to Ferns and do Cordon Blue choir thing now and I was doing my dad's 60th last night. You're amazing. Um, performing with the band. So look, I'm overworked under ped. Big pat on the back for you. <laughs> Thank Thanks you. a million. The Sunday Grill with Orla Rappel on Beat. 102-103 It is the Sunday Grill here on Beat 102-103 and we are in the midst of the Christmas mania and with it comes getting sick you know yourself Care Plus pharmacist Tomás Confrey joins me on the Sunday Grill this morning with some advice on how to boost your immune system before it sets you back with a cold or flu or even worse 
Christmas party FOMO. Um, Tomas is from CarePlus, they're careplus.ie and he has joined me this Sunday morning. Hi, Tomas. Hi, Orla. Good morning to you. Uh, how are you doing? Any aches or pains for you now? Are you all right? Uh, I feel okay so far. <laughs> Touch wood. <laughs> and are you having a, a mad Christmas so far? Are you taking it nice and easy, giving the jobs to it's, someone else? It's been busy. No, it, it has been busy, but sure, this is the business end of the year anyway, so... Uh-huh. I and, wouldn't expect any less. And you say, like, when it comes to being a pharmacist, you really see an increase in customers asking for advice, do you? Oh, definitely. This time of the year, especially, yeah. I guess, like, coming up to Christmas, everybody's busy. But also, after a long year, everybody's worn down. They're mm-hmm. tired. Perhaps they're, they've partied too much or they've been working too much trying to, to reach a deadline. So really, yeah, there's a lot of people heading into Christmas looking forward to the break. And then you and hear I these think, stories of, I was looking forward to the break and then I just crashed. What What happens? Yes. I suppose they hit the sort of, you know, you hear about runners hitting the so-called wall. Mm. I think like us all, we, we have our limits. And once they, people hit their limits, they can't go any further than that. that is um, I, I know it myself, if, especially if I'm working a lot after you get into a certain point where you kind of get overtired and that's not good either. So true. You know, your body kind of realizes, God, you know, I need to just slow it down here a little bit or even stop for a while. Now, you have come up with some advice on what people can do to ensure that doesn't happen to you. And it, it really is yeah. stuff that we should know by now, shouldn't we? But we don't really take much heed to it. And number one seems to be eating well. What does that mean by eating well? Well, it's just like have a good balanced diet. Now, obviously, there's so much, so many parties and stuff at the moment as well. And people are, are going out on different work dues and so on and so forth. It's really just to kind of maintain a decent diet. Um, look after take your fruit, your veg. Obviously, don't everything in moderation, as my mother says. So, like you know, if you, if you go out on for a few drinks or whatever, in moderation is fine. Just if you go over the top a little bit, just be careful, okay. because um, it it, it you, you won't in the long run over the course of the winter you wouldn't be doing yourself any favors. Okay, and this is one that I'm really guilty of when it comes to Christmas, and it is keep moving. I am the greatest of movers the whole year round, and then December comes and. Plans to go to the gym and to go to the beach with the dogs all go out the window. But you say it's really important. Yeah, I, I'm guilty. Of this I'm guilty of this myself. Like uh, when you have a few days off of Christmas, I, I I would just sit down on the couch. But you have to remember, you know, really your body, it, like it's designed to move anyway. So it's whereas it's quite easy to sit on the couch, veg out for a few days. You know, it's kind of important to even just get out for 30 minutes twice mm-hmm. a day. Okay. You know, we're like, like I've I heard you say you have dogs. I have a dog as well, and she keeps me going. So, um, really, just whereas there's no harm in sitting down and catch for a while. Don't spend all day doing it. You know, break up the day, go out for a walk, maybe twice a day or three times a day if you if okay. you can. And that boosts your Im- immune system then, and also helps you to get a better sleep, which seems to be so important. Oh yes, yeah, sleep is very very important now. Again, people are, are overindulging. Maybe they're staying a bit later than they normally would. Perhaps they might go out during the week with their job as well. Mm. So maybe they're, they're out saying a Thursday night, but then they have to be in work on the Friday morning, you know. And it all eventually, if you kind of burn the candle at both ends, it'll it'll catch up with you sooner or later. Mm-hmm. So and really, it's just again, do your best to look after yourself. And there really is evidence on this as well um, that it can. In- Increase the body's level of cortisol and then inflammation, which there's been so much talk about inflammation recently, and that suppresses your immune function. And research has shown that about two to three adults around the world don't get enough sleep. And enough sleep is around eight hours. And I definitely don't do that. That seems like a huge amount to me. Yeah, well, you know, I guess it depends how early you get up in the morning or how late you go to bed at night. 
but uh, usually most of us could could squeeze it in if we, you know especially during the week it's important whatever about the weekends but i think kind of keeping in a good routine during monday to friday and um, that 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 will set you up nicely. Okay, good stuff. Uh, and it says as well here that children need between eight and twelve hours of sleep a night as well to keep their bodies strong yeah. and healthy. And there's also suggestions of supplements, considering probiotics as well. Yes. And pharmacists usually advise the sort of probiotics and supplements that people could do with. Yeah, like probiotics, especially now, they've really they've really opened my mind about you know about your gut health and mm. your your overall health as well. And especially sometimes people might have taken an antibiotic already at this stage over the course of the winter. So it's probably important when they take an antibiotic afterwards to take a probiotic because the antibiotic kills the bad bacteria that makes you sick, okay. but it also kills the the good bacteria that's in your system normally. So by taking a good probiotic, it puts the good bacteria back in your system and you feel better quicker. Okay. All right. And that's one of the things to ask your pharmacist about, is it? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. We, we're only too glad to help. Okay, Good stuff. And then the usual ones, um, your vaccinations, the annual flu, flu vac- vaccine. Um, you can get that at the pharmacist and a hand washing, which there was so much about during the pandemic. I, I don't know if people are still as um, fully into the whole 20 to 30 seconds of hand washing, but it is very important, isn't it? Yeah, this time of the year, especially like COVID is still out there and also there's other viruses as well. So, I mean, not that, not that, you know, we, it, it's, it's, what we've learned, like we should just kind of remember that the sort of skills we learned over the last few years of COVID, just like washing our hands, you know, obviously good etiquette when you, when you cough or when you sneeze. So sneeze into your elbow or cough into your elbow, you know, don't be coughing into your hands. And then just if you have a cold or a flu or something like that, just make sure you kind of wash your hands regularly. Use antiseptic gels also. Okay, still. Okay. Wow. Yeah, well, you know, if you can, especially if, especially if you're under the weather or you have a dose on you. All right. I think it's important. All right, some good advice there um, and things that we really should know, but over Christmas, they all kind of go by the wayside a little bit, including that eating well, keep moving, hydrate. We never talked about that. It's really important oh, yeah. uh, to help your kidneys to flush toxins from your body and um, stress yeah. less if you can as well, Tomas, you say. Yeah, well, I did, you know, like that. With, with some of the other things we talked about earlier, like you know, the sleeping. If you sleep well, I think you will you will be less stressed, especially this time of the year. And it's dark, you know, like you know, from one end of the day to the other. Like I leave the house in the morning, it's dark. I come home in the evening, mm. it's dark. So we don't see that much light. So really, it's important to kind of, um, you know, to to get as much rest as we can, because like our body is working overtime anyway, this time of the year, yeah, there's reduced true. vitamin D, you know, there's reduced sunlight. So mm-hmm. our vitamin D levels could, could go down, but we could take a supplement to boost them up. OK, good stuff. And as you say, you can go to your local Care Plus pharmacist or your GP or any pharmacist to get more advice on some of those supplements and probiotics yeah. and also lots of other advice as well. Careplus.ie is the website. That is Tomas Confrey and he is part of Care Plus and they're also, of course, on Instagram, Facebook and all those social media platforms. Tomas, happy Christmas to you. I hope you don't get sick. Fingers crossed now. And that many all happy returns. Are, many happy returns. Thanks a million <laughs> for talking to me this morning. Touch wood, touch wood. Oh, you touch wood exactly and bless yourself. <laughs> the Sunday Grill with Orla Rappel on Beat 102-103. It's a Sunday morning. You're listening to the Sunday Grill here on Beat 102 and 03. He has been away from me for two weeks. Yeah. We've been talking to him via technology, but he's back in the room. One of them I got to be in bed, which was great. Wow. I don't Imagine. think you should tell people that. Oh, sorry. Yeah. I was running. <laughs> <laughs> 
don't know if that would be a health and safety issue if you were okay. running while talking. I had. I was standing yeah, still. Yeah, we're moving. Don't <laughs> worry. Uh, that's him, uh, Mr. Brian Griffin, our movie reviewer. And this week he had his R Christmas party. So we said he didn't need to go see Wonka. It's just a step too far making him yeah. go see Wonka. I might go see it after this. Okay, and chat to me about it next week. I'm looking week. forward to it too fair. So I, I wanted to make sure I had a clear head for it. Yeah, like. good stuff. So instead, we're doing a sofa day. And the movie is a Netflix one. It's called Leo. Um, Adam Sandler and Netflix seem to just go hand in hand these days. In fact, Sandler has a $250 million Netflix deal and he has produced eight. Orla, I'm going to be right. I oh, think yeah. Adam Sandler is one of the greatest cinematic minds going. Oh. So the way, at, the way Tom Cruise is with action movies, mm-hmm. Adam Sandler is like that with family movies. Okay. And that's a relatively new thing for Adam. Well, not really. Well. You go back to like, I don't know, Big Daddy. Okay. Or like whatever it was before that, like Waterboy and like. Uh-huh. Um, but he is I'm trying turning... to think of the one where he's like, he's like in his 20s and goes back to school. What's that called? Oh, I don't know. I can't remember. It's going to annoy me now. But um, he, he just makes things that you're just like watch with your family. And it's just such, it's really, really like wholesome do you know okay. and it's like Click do you ever see Click no Click is one of the best movies I've ever seen in my entire life okay I'll try that one because I always trust what you say um, somehow um, <laughs> the last one that we watched of course was You Are So Not Coming to My Bat Mitzvah which was brilliant yeah yeah and, and started as children yeah. and yeah it was great now he's back as Leo the Lizard a 74 year old lizard in fact Leo decides to escape um, from his little cage in a Florida school where he has lived for decades. Adam is the writer. He is also Leo. Will we have a listen? Of course. All right, another year, another batch of fifth grade head cases. Let's just get through it. I hope everyone's met our class pets, Leonardo and Squirtle. I'm not touching those things. Don't they eat, sleep and poo in the same place? Hey, I poo where he sleeps. No animal wants to be locked up. I wasted my life! This year, every student has to take home a class pet. This is my shot! Are you nuts? So I go with these kids, then I escape, and then I really live. It's on. of Godzilla! What was that? You just spoke! Mom! No! You talk! No! People can't! No! Why are your hands wet? They're naturally moist. There you go. I think I will watch this. I watched the whole three-minute clip and I thought, oh, I like this. This Uh, is a good one. Orla, I'm not going to lie. I'll be straight up and honest with you. You know me. I'm a cool guy. I don't get emotional Mm -hmm. at all. I teared up with this Oh, many times. Well, even when he's talking about being in that cage for decades, I got a little bit sad and I literally watched three minutes of it. But basically, so what the basis of is it is, yeah, he's been living in the cage his whole life and he realises that some someone, someone the parents are in for parents and they're like, oh, they only lived about 75. And so he's... He's 74. He's 74. Oh, already it has And he been. has so much that he wants to do with his life that he never oh, did. Okay. So... Himself and Squirtle, which is the turtle that he's in the cage with, played okay. by Bill Burr. And his which name again, is Squirtle. Squirtle, I yeah, like obviously, it. who's gotten during the 90s or the noughties. <laughs> but um, he decides that he wants to escape. And so each there's this new um, sub-teacher comes in and she makes 
um, each student a student take home the like one of the pets every okay. weekend. Okay. And uh, the first student takes them home. He then like because they, they've met generations of kids. You know they know every kid mm -hmm. that they've ever met, and immediately when the kids come in, they're like, "Oh, there's these ones. There's this one." You know, and um, he sees that the kid is sad about something. And he's like, he starts talking to me. He's like, oh my God, you can talk. And yeah, whatever. Like, you know, he's like, whatever. But he starts helping him. He's like, oh no, it's it's a girl. It's, it's mm. a girl that won't stop, like can't, doesn't know when to stop talking. Okay. And you don't know that. You don't know about that at all. Or, but um, no, basically she's like, she she doesn't know when to stop talking because her parents never really said it. Her, she's kind of like looked down on in school and they don't like her because of it. And she's like, she knows, but she doesn't know how to deal with oh, it. You know? okay. And he's like, no, this is what you do instead. And then... She he she brings him back and then she does something. She listens to advice and then um, she kind of becomes friends with other people. And then it's like she wants him the next week, but the sub's like, no, the same person can't have it two weeks in a row. Another kid, and he's like, same thing. He's like, I'm about to escape. And then he sees the kid is sad about something. Oh, and he goes to help and the changes kid. their life. And as then well. he's like, he has seventy four years worth of advice about how kids. Are. So he's fixing things as he goes along. Yeah. Okay. And it's uh even just thinking about it, it's such a wholesome movie. Like, you know? <laughs> and any standout moments from it, like any standout kids, apart from the over talker. It's one of those things where it's like every single one of them. Do you know? Mm -hmm. Like it's it's def it's such a it's such a fantastic movie that it's made for kids that y you they definitely were sat around a table being like. Do you know, I was never told as a kid that I, I shouldn't be like this and I never knew what to do. do you know, mm -hmm. I never knew who to turn to. Mm -hmm. How do you turn to someone with a problem like that? I'm afraid, like, you know? And it's like, just watch a film like that and you can be like, I can stand up for myself. I, can, I know what to do. I can be proud of myself. Do you know what I mean? It's like all these different things. Mm -hmm. And I just thought it was so nice. I thought it was such a Lovely. wholesome little thing. And wholesome and short, an hour and 42 minutes, so you don't have to sit through lots of it while you're watching Netflix. A nice family movie on the run-up to I Christmas. I cheered at one stage, John. Oh. Out loud. Okay. <laughs> I'm on for this one. Yeah. yeah. And I won't have to go to the cinema either. Um, Adam is Leo. Adam has is he got Leo. his usual very distinctive voice in he it? He has like the Adam Sandler kind of like old man voice if that makes sense because he's an old lizard mm -hmm. which is just <laughs> I don't know there's something about Adam Sandler he just everything is so and I've said the last time we saw an Adam Sandler movie that like mm -hmm. the psychology behind it is really interesting because it's always this dude he's just wearing a tracksuit he's bobbing around in a jersey mm -hmm. he was playing basketball with his friends and he's like married to this incredibly looking incredible looking girl and it's mm -hmm. like immediately like your your head's gone it's like anything can happen in this movie and normally it does same with this movie. He's a lizard. So anything can happen. It's animated. Anything can happen and it, and it does. Like there's a stage where they run into a horse in a swamp that he let out at my kid's birthday party. <laughs> Do you know? <laughs> These kind of things happen, you know? But it's like, it's happened so naturally. Again, like even the cast is like, his friends are in it as well. And it's like, I, I've never seen anyone come out and be like, Adam Sandler's not on anything other than mm. a great guy. Like, you mm. know? Yeah, and it's funny that you say that because I, I now this is terrible, but I do equate Adam Sandler with terrible naughties movies, which and he is terrible? more than that. Well, you know the one where Kate Hudson is always losing her memory, for example. Forty first dates. Forty first dates. But they're just you know? like they're such. And then the one where he's concepts. a golfer, and you know, Happy the, Gilmore. Mm, Happy Gilmore is fantastic. Sorry. Sorry. And the Longest Yard is fantastic as well. I know it's a mm. remake, but it's really funny, like you know. Yeah, and then I saw him on Uncut Gems and I thought, wow. He has talent. Is, he has talent. I don't yeah. know. Maybe I can relate to him because he's so much talent and isn't appreciated <laughs> for it. 
Okay, so it is time to give some black puddings to Leo on Netflix. I will give it, honestly, a nine. Oh, nice one, Brian. I really enjoyed it. Okay, For what it stuff. is, it's beautiful. Lovely stuff. Uh, Wonka next week? Wonka next That's week. That's a promise? A hundred percent. Shake on it? Yes. Okay. Well, we didn't actually shake there. Let's actually, I'm going to shake Let's come over here. Come over to me. Come on. Oh. Oh. <laughs> In the meantime, nine black puddings out of ten for Leo. It is available on Netflix. It is one I'm going to sit on the sofa and watch it, my seven-year-old. And she's going to complain because it's not a YouTube video. Thanks a million, Brian. No problem at all. The Sunday Grill with Orla Rappel on Beat 102-103.